BWCG after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. Back here on 88.3 WCTs after further review on Toledo's only alternative. And welcome back to the students, the University of Toledo that's got that move in buzz as we were talking to Tim and Vicky who are on before us on Theme Park. And uh, we got a Toledo's uh, yes, uh, sports show here on 88.3 WXUT left of the, the dial, so to speak, as uh, you go past the uh, more popular stations. But we have shows on podcast on soundcloud and on itunes so you can carry us in your pocket let's go to wxt's after further review it's got a picture of frank vashner and the horse's head and what's that uh alert there for uh, frank is oh, that, that for was your that... slow league no that's uh not fancy related that was actually uh a, a scouting report from of romulus summit academy who dundee will be opening their season against on thursday oh really yes okay so I'm going to have to get a look at that. Let's see what to expect. I do know that Summit's got 20 of 22 starters back from a team that went 5 and 4. Missed out on the postseason, but I still think they they're a very decent. They're a pretty solid team in the Charter School Conference. Charter School Conference. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, that is breaking news right there. I've never heard of a Charter School Conference. What the hell is that? Well, it is that for charter schools? Yeah, it's mo- it's mostly a char it's mostly a charter school schools that are in it. It's uh, some schools that are in it. There's Detroit Old Redford, Romulus Summit Academy, mm-hmm. Southfield Bradford Academy, uh, Warren Michigan Collegiate Prep, and then uh, I guess there's a school in Mount Clemens, and, and there's also Harper Woods Chandler Park. Oh, Harper Woods Chandler Park, Harper yeah. Woods four eight two three six in the building. Is it that or zip code? Uh, Frank, the charter school does that mean? Is it less efficient? Is it good, or is it just a, really a public school league? Um, I would say it's more. I I mean I'm lo- I'm looking at some of the schools that have been in there. I mean, I mean I'm looking at Harper Woods Chandler Park last year. They what only, about Old Redford? Old Re- well. I'll bring. I'm going to bring them up. They uh, weren't so great last year. They went one and eight. Yeah, They're pretty. Things are pretty rough for them. It sounds like a dumpster fire of a league. No offense to the kids or anything like that, but it yeah, that was sound a, like really a bad good team. Summit went. Summit was four. Summit's been five and four the last couple of years, but mm. missed out on postseason play. Mm. Uh, Warren Michigan Collegiate, I believe, would be the top dog in that league. They. They've actually had some success in recent years. They define success. Well, let's see. They have made the. They've been playing football since 2008, and they have made the playoffs every year since 2009. Wow! And it was I believe, don't they have the one year probation when you you first enter? You have to. Is it like that in Michigan? I think some schools when you first get it in, dep- it kind of depends. Well, well, if you first start a football program, you have to be a JV team for a year. And that's basically the one year probation. I, yeah, I can, I and then your that. first year varsity. Uh, We'll see, it's just kind of see what happens, and right. you unfortunately have to take your lumps. 
But a War Michigan Collegiate, I believe it was uh, 2017, they ended up making a run to the state semifinals where uh, they unfortunately got rickrolled by Jackson Lumen Christie. Hey, but again, that Lumen Christie's been ruling the roost in Division Six for the last three years. Mm. Oh, okay, so that so it's, I mean, some of so be the charter school league. I, I've never heard of a charter school league. Yeah, well, it's basically all charter schools. I mean, so, well, another school in there, Southfield Bradford Academy. Uh, let's see, oof. I mean they they made the they have one playoff appearance. They made it in uh, 2016. Where they lost to my alma mater, Ida, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even close. And then since then, things have gotten pretty rough. They didn't even win a game last year. But you know, it's we'll see if they bounce back. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's there's a there's a couple solid teams in there. But again, it's I wouldn't say it's one it's one of the best in the Detroit area. You're probably it's not on the same par as like the as the higher-up public school leagues or the Catholic Do league. they play against the higher-ups, or do they just play in the charter school league? Well, they do in some out-of-conference games. It really depends. I know that, well, actually, Southfield Bradford will be playing a team that's going to be fielding a varsity team for the first year, mm-hmm. which is also where Friday Night Victor's own Chris Schultz is the athletic director, Dearborn Advanced Tech mm-hmm. Academy. This is their first year of varsity football. The, the names just get me. Well, they... Well, again, this is a this is a first year for them doing varsity football. I mean, they're they're an in, they're an independent this year, so they have to find, so they'll eventually have to find a conference. But some of the teams they play, I'll highlight a few of them: Marine City, Cardinal Mooney has kind has kind of de- been decent here and there. They will play Christian out of Adrian has been in has been in the playoffs the last few years. Pittsburgh has been a playoff team, team in Division Eight, and I mean, but the rest of those, some of the other teams they play are kind of not so great, like Dearborn Heights, Annapolis, and Dearborn Heights Star International. So that's that's just kind of a look at our new team, which, uh, like I said, Friday Night Victor's own Chris Schultz is the athletic director at, and is also the JV basketball coach. Now, is he like you? Does he does he, does he have bias information? Does people like to accuse you of on Friday Night Victors, or he likes to keep it straight and narrow? And he's you know he pretty much keep, he keeps it straight and narrow. Hey, I keep it straight and narrow too. But, but you just get accused of but being a but but like I said, there are people who like to twist what around what I say to fit their false agenda. So are people still harassing you? Uh, no, that's kind of died down a little. Yes. Bit. Okay. I mean, well, I I mean, while we were kind of. On the subject of high school football, we may as well just kind of keep things rolling. Well, what we'll, we'll do is this. Talk about the – we have the update. We'll get into that, and then we'll get more in the high school football on the uh, the receiver that was ineligible, that's now eligible. What's going on with that? Well, I well first off, I did find something from uh, Mick McCabe of mm-hmm. the Detroit Free Press. I believe I sent that to – you and I sent that to you and David. I got you did. I don't remember getting that. I don't remember getting. Yeah, the I update. did. I did. Well, it was actually. Well, I'll pull up the McCabe article on my phone. I, okay. I sent it in the. I sent it in, in our group, group chat. 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 Let me see. What yeah, it was a see, free yeah. press article. It was after. It was mm-hmm. actually. It actually was. Mm-hmm. Well, to oh, get everybody. Okay. Yes. It, up it, to it speed. Was, yeah. It was uh, Abdur Rahman Yassin. He. 
senior at Wall Lake Western High School, mm-hmm. number one wide receiver in the state of Michigan, was no, committed you, to play actually, at Northwestern University. Actually, what you did, Frank, is you didn't send the update. You sent us the original article about how he was uh, no that was, the original article was from the d zone no for you this one no 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 well because the the mccabe article i didn't i didn't have because apparently there was we didn't really have everything we're just going off what the d zone said but they did not mention that there was a clerical error yeah right here I'm, I'm looking right at it it says Mick McCabe special Detroit free press that was yeah. what you said in the group text yeah well that that was that was what I had found out and I didn't realize because his because apparently whoever did his, his transcript had accidentally listed him as skipping a grade in elementary. Oh, okay. okay. Which that that kind of explained why, because you were because we were kind of mystified as to why this had happened to begin with. So hold on. So when did when did they have the update? Because la- on Monday you sent in the, the basically what was last week you sent in the the he was ineligible. This week he's now eligible. Yeah. When was, was the update? The update had to be this past week because last week's show we talked about how he was ineligible. Yeah, I actually got something. So it had from, to be after the show. Well, yeah, it was actually um, a couple days ago. Okay. I found out that he ha- the MHSAA did clear him. Right, and you just sent a simple text, kid from WLW cleared to play. Yeah, so yeah. you didn't send us the article. So just give us the update. So he basically yeah, so he what he has been he has been cleared today. I okay. so he didn't skip a grade. Clerical error. Yeah, it was just in. Someone said, "My bad." Yeah, and then the MHSA said, "Okay, you can play," which I would say common sense did prevail. You think so? Yes, absolutely, because it was a, if it was an if it was an error made by somebody else and accidentally listed him as skipping whatever grade. Hey, then okay, I get it. People make mistakes, but I mean, it shouldn't. I don't. I don't know why it should have. Re- I mean, my real pleas that it ended up having to go through him being ruled ineligible and having to worry about a lot of stuff. Eh, no, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, and you know, common sense prevailed. I mean, I know we were because last week we were we didn't have this information that some it was somebody else who had screwed up mm-hmm. up to begin with, and that's why I think you, me, and David were just really mystified as to why he was ruled ineligible, and everyone said, well, because he was homeschooled and he. Had only three classes. Well, it turns out that after some reporting by Mick McCabe of the Free Press, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'll, a little bit more on him in a moment, found out that somebody that was somebody who uh, who made an error on his transcript and said, "Okay, this," and then they discovered said, "Wait a minute, okay, this is this is information is incorrect, so we'll get it fixed." And long story short, MHSA says, "Okay, you know." As the information has been corrected, you can now play. And good. The right thing has been done. This kid's going to go out and play his senior year of football. Oh, it kind of sucks I won't be able to get to watch him because I hear he's, like I said, he's really talented. I know he's going to be playing for Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats at Northwestern. So you won't be able to get to watch him, huh? Well, not until, probably not until he uh, he suits up for, he suits up for Northwestern and then maybe I'll catch him on uh on BTN or Fox Sports or whatever Northwest, whatever Northwestern's on TV. Okay, so now that guy is cleared to play. Yes, thankfully. So, so that that's that's good news for him. So yes. thank God the kid can play. And I yeah. guess common sense happened over there in Michigan. And it was, and it just and it just turned out to be somebody made a, a dumb error. So they should be fired. I mean, what whether or not that person. 
and has any issue with their employment. I'm not gonna get too up in arms about it. It just sounds like it was just an it was just an honest mistake. Okay. Yeah, that's all that's all it seems to have been. Okay, so now we're going moving on. Now we'll talk a little high school football and you on your story, people were blowing your story up on Instagram asking you questions about the L C A A. Is it L C C A A? L C A Lumley County Athletics Association. So the L C A A. Yes. Okay. So give us a little uh rundown and preview that people were thirsty for on your story well i mean everyone was asking me who i thought the best team in the conference was and my belief is, is that it's going to be blissfield this year that's it, the hat you got on right oh yeah my blissfield american legion hat oh i thought that was for blissfield this is no this isn't technical this isn't for the high school this is for their american legion team the blissfield bad boys now the, the, the royals is their technical oh. their actual name oh, i thought it was the blissfield bad boys nah they're they're the Royals, but they're if it was an actual hat from the high school, it would actually be purple. Oh, they're gold. purple. Yes, they're oh. purple and gold. Okay. Uh, so how many teams are in the LCAA? There are eight teams. Eight. Okay. Yes, I mean there there is going to be a team leaving after this season. Why? Well, they are going to the Tri County Conference. That would be Erie Mason. Oh, okay. Erie Mason. Okay. Yeah. So, um. Just give us a little taste of the eight teams. Do you think Blissfield's going to win it, and who else? I think Blissfield's going to be the top team because they have the most talent coming back, and plus Ron Estes, who is he's now back coaching them. He actually coached them to a state final in 2007, mm-hmm. so he's had a very good track record there. There he got. He was actually on as the uh, defensive line coach last year, and I don't think he was planning on being a head coach. But then again, they're previous head coach ryan love ended up bolting for morency take okay. the gig there so i think they're probably the top team they're definitely the top team in the conference from there it's kind of uh it's kind of murky as to who could slot in where i think uh brooklyn columbia central could possibly slot in at number two mm-hmm. um i know they have to replace their quarterback cole partridge mm-hmm. they're running back carson daniels and there's a few other players they got to replace but um there's one there quarterback who I just uh, I was reading something in the uh, on M Live Jackson about him. Mm-hmm. I name escapes me. I know his first name's Emerson, so he's gonna take over and this is, where's this at Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn. Columbia Central, Brooklyn, not Brooklyn, New York, Brooklyn, Michigan, <laughs> on so, the banks of Lake Columbia. So, so that's why it's called Columbia Central because yes. it's on Lake Columbia. Yeah, it's like right right How next. How far to, is Brooklyn from here? From here. Uh, Probably at least fifty miles. Fifty miles from this uh, from Toledo. Man, that's a, the LCAA seems like it's a huge little conference where teams are way out there. Well, um, the furthest team you got to travel to is Hillsdale. Yeah, was that about an hour from here? Hill, Hillsdale is probably better than an hour. That's what I thought because Hillsdale College is out there and it, it's west of here though. Yeah. Yeah, but, like that again, but then again, uh, you look at a, a conference in this area, the Three Rivers Athletic Conference, and you ha- you have schools that have to go from from like Whitmer, long trip down to Lima Seager. That's, that's a not, hike. That's not really a hike. It's about an hour and a half on a bus, hour and fifteen minutes on. Well, a, still, it's a long drive. Uh, what's the longest drive in for these the LC eight? Well, think about it. in the track though. A lot of the schools are just really. It's only Lima Senior that's that school that's way out there. Other yeah. than that, the rest of the track, everyone else is all together. Yeah, so they're just the outlier. Yeah, that's, that's, kind of, yeah. that's kind of the case. I mean, you have to go pretty far if you're going to like Hudson, mm-hmm. which is the extreme western Lenawee County, which is right off of Highway 127. Mm-hmm. 
And so you actually go out to these schools, talk to the coaches, try to get the player information and all that, right? Or well, there there are those that do. I mean, I'll get some. I'll have more information on the Lenawee County teams when uh, they do their preview in the Adrian Daily Telegram. So basically, I'm just going off of basically what I what I know. Oh, for sure. So basically. It's almost like you're the Adam Schefter of the LCAA, almost. I, w- I wouldn't put it that far. You wouldn't put it that far. Oh, okay. Because I was just wondering. I was wondering if you actually went out to the schools, watched a practice. No, I mean, I... Got the rundown of some of the better players, talked to the coaches, or are you just piggybacking off of just different publications? I mean, I kind of go what I with what I read. I read something in the Telegram a while back once practice opened. They kind of said who, who was back where... Who was coaching where? Well, that's some schools. Because I'm pretty, pretty sure you can go to Blissfield. Yeah, Blissfield. You can go to Ida. You can go to Dundee. So you know those three schools you can actually physically go to. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's a few other I've got some familiarity with as well. Well, so there's in the league, there's Blissfield. There's Dundee. Ida. Ida. Brooklyn Columbia Central. Brooklyn. Is there Hillsdale? Hillsdale. Is there a Jackson? No. No. Okay. I actually, it's it'd be Hudson. It's Hudson. Onstead, which Onstead. is where I was at on Thursday. So you went to Onstead. Because I had to ref a scrimmage out there. Okay. And so then, while you were refing, you did double duties and put on your, your uh, press mean, I, hat and said, you know, give me some info. I mean, I did I did get to talk to Onstead's coach, Dan Terryberry, for a minute. Just okay. Because I guess they had, they only had, I was working the JV scrimmage and they only had three teams because I guess he had uh, somebody, uh, he had a, uh, Adrian was committed to coming, and then they ended up changing coaches and athletic directors, and they said, nah, we want to go somewhere else, and he wasn't too pleased with that, and he tried to get a hold of Tecumseh because they had expressed interest. They ended up going to Whiteford for a scrimmage. Is Tecumseh in the LCAA? No, they're in the SEC. Okay. The white division. They're the smaller school, right, Tecumseh? They're the Indians, right, or something like that? Okay. Former worker at Channel 11, he went to Tecumseh, so. Yeah. And who's the eighth team? Uh, Erie Mason is the eighth team. Erie Mate was Skaggs in them. Well, uh, well, that well, yeah, they for basketball. Yeah, they are actually in their final year as a member of the LCA. Oh, they're leaving. Yes, they will be headed to the Tri County Conference, who only has seven members right now after Whitmore Lake jump ship. Why did Whitmore Lake jump ship? I really don't have a clue, and I guess, but I guess uh, they didn't provide a lot of notice, and a lot of the other superintendents and athletic directors were not very pleased. No, because that messes up the league, it messes up scheduling, and when you only have seven teams in a league, it, it, it screws a lot of things up. But Whitmore Lake, it's kind of a little bit of a drive. It's about an hour from here. It's over there by the Ann Arbor area. That's go, north of Ann Arbor. Yeah, you go, well, a little past Ann Arbor, because I've been up to oh. Whitmore. Whitmore yeah. Lake, a, a Swish Zone. Their old high school is where they have the fast tournaments for basketball. Yeah, I've it's actually, called the Swish Zone. I've actually been to the uh, new high new school. school yeah. I, I heard it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. They, yeah their new high school is pretty nice. Yeah, but it's just barely north of Ann Arbor. Just, well, yeah, just, actually, just a tag. to me, it's uh, it's almost in Livingston County. <laughs> oh, I don't know the counties. I just I know, know it's that. Nor- you, it's, all, it's like the n- northern Washtenaw County. So Whitmore Lake is in a tri-county? They were, were. They were. They are now gone. Where do they go? Well, give me a moment. I will actually. So the tri-Erie Mason is close to here. Why would Erie Mason want to just be traveling all over because, the place? Well, they're going to the tri-county because it's less travel for them. How is that possible? 
Well, as I'm guessing, if because she, they're it, the fur, they're the furthest east school in the Lenawee County Athletic Association. How much east can they go in Lenawee County? Closer to, to I-75? Well, they're in Monroe. They're in Monroe County, and they're like real close to I-75. No, that's not too bad. That's a good. You know, no. I think that's a good. Oh yeah, I mean, it's not too far west that they have to play different teams. I mean. I mean, I guess if the with, with them, be, but still, again, though, think about it. If Whitmore Lake left the Tri County, you have to get to Whitmore Lake from twenty three. Aren't they in the same predicament in the Tri County? They still got to go west. Well, but Whitmore Lake's gone. Their their conference is the if I can find it, the Michigan Independent Athletic Conference. Oh, which, so they went independent. No, they're not. They're not independent. Oh, man. they their conference consists of Westland Lutheran, Sterling Heights Parkway Christian. Southfield Christian, oh. Rochester Hills Lutheran Northwest, Livonia Clarenceville, mm. Dearborn Heights Star International, and Auburn Hills Oakland Christian. Oh, so they went up to the Rich Boys League. They went up there to, with the Rich Boys, huh? Yeah. Now, wouldn't that make even more sense for more for Aerie Mason to be in that league? But then again, no. that would be really north-north of them. Yeah. Well, they're, they're in the Tri-County and the furthest. Now, since they are gonna, they will be in there, the furthest west they'll have to go is Morency. Because look, go, because going to going to Hillsdale on a on like a Tuesday night, night for yeah, basketball that's far. That, that is very that's a far. you don't get you don't get back to like eleven o'clock at night for for, for what after basketball. Yeah, it's true. It's about because a two it, hour drive. Well, but why not? But why even schedule that on a Tuesday? I mean, if if you're at eighty, you know, if you know that that's the the if you're the furthest east or furthest west team, that that's a game that you would not want to schedule on a Tuesday night. Well, for basketball reason, that's just dumb, dumb. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of it either. But the thing is, you gotta, you can't have it where Hillsdale plays all their. I guess they can't have it where Hillsdale plays all like against Ida, Dundee, and Erie Mason all on a. Would have to play them all on a Friday, and then they, it would just really jack things up. Well, yeah, they could. They could play those teams on a Tuesday. I'm, I'm talking about Erie Mason and just. Hillsdale playing on a Tuesday because that's not good for the kids. That's just the one game that you could say, "Hey, let's put these guys on a Friday." Now the other teams, I think, would be fair game. Well, it's still well, it's still a hike for for Dundee and Ida to go out that way. But I'm, but the the more of the hike though is for Erie Mason if they're yeah. way out there. So that's so what I mean. I'm this t- I mean, there's going to be some teams where it's going to be like, "Oh well, you're going to have to you know chin in and bear it." But yeah, so I mean. Schools they'll have close by. They'll have Whiteford and Summerfield in Monroe County. I mean, once they get into Lenway County, Clinton, which isn't real, which isn't that terrible of a drive. Mm-hmm. It's right off. It's Is Milan in your conference? No, Milan's in the Huron League. The Huron League. Are they in Lenawee County though, or no? Milan is like northern. It's like right on the border of Monroe and Washtenaw County. Okay, that's right. That's right. I've been up to Milan. There's nothing there. By the way, former Toledo Rocket and former Toledo Rockets head coach Stan Joplin yes. is from Milan. Has his, his number jersey. retired his, his in number, the pit. Yes, it's retired. I went to actually a very nice gym up there in Milan. Nothing oh, out the there. pit? Yeah, there's nothing out there. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a pit all right. A pit of nothingness out there. Yeah, not a whole lot. I haven't really been. There's not much up there. Right. There, but you know it's a really nice gym. I will. Have, we will, we do have to go up there for basketball in January. Okay. Yeah. So. So. To, so you say Blissfield's going to be number one. Who's going to be number two? I kind of see Columbia Central being number two. Brooklyn. Who's number three? See from that from there, I, it's a, I'd say it's anybody's guess. 
That's but what's your guess? I mean, that's what, we, I, uh, that's what we're worried about. What is Frank Vashner's guess? Because people want to know so they can blow up your story I on, mean, on I the would, gram. I would say pretty much everybody else could be. I think it's pretty much a wild card as to who goes three on down. Because, it's, because look, you have, I mean, I know Hillsdale, I, I've said, it's probably a drop-off because they lost a ton of seniors. Mm-hmm. But I think... But I mean, they are—they are, they are going to be a well-coached bunch of kids. Onstead, I know, was down last year, but I think they're going to bounce—they're going to bounce back, especially since their if their quarterback Travis Hill can stay healthy. The the Erie Mason, I've said, is going to take a big step forward, but it's really dependent on how well their offensive line plays and if they can avoid the injury bug as well. Mm-hmm. No, because a lot of those kids that have been playing for Rob Boudry, this is now year three of the Rob Boudry era, and I mean they're going to Rob Boudry. Okay, yes, he's the coach there. Mm-hmm. There, he's going to. I mean, they're going to just keep getting better, but I mean they got to take a step forward. Hudson, I know, was kind of down last year, but I think, in my opinion, I think they are one of the. They're one of the. They would. You could say they're probably. One of the most well-coached teams mm-hmm. in the conference. Chris, Chris Loom is somebody I have a ton of respect for as a coach. Mm-hmm. Coach, he's got he's got a state championship to his credit. Hudson always is always tough to beat at Thompson Field. Mm-hmm. That's to me is the toughest place to go play. Right. Hey, but I can't I can't see them being down for two years in a row. Although they do have a very interesting opener. They have to go play at Ithaca, who's been a power in D six, but. Of course, last year they got bounced in round one of the playoffs. Hmm. Although there, there are a few of my cohorts at Friday Night's Victors who uh, believe that Ithaca's head coach is the Antichrist. Wise, and the, and those cohorts would be Chris Schultz and Gary no, it would Hoff. be um, it would be one Mike Lush. Why is they think he's the Antichrist? I guess he's uh, said some stuff about uh, private schools, and I guess Ithaca's kind of open district and. They get their pick from Gratiot County. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's the I way mean, to go for public schools nowadays. If you're open, if you're open district, yeah, he, you can you can pluck the kids. Yeah, so that's kind of that's why he doesn't. I have, I've got really no beef with them. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it, I mean those are that game is going to be interesting because I mean both those teams got bad tastes in their mouth from mm-hmm. last season. Hudson going four and five. Mm-hmm. They want it. They're motivated to be a lot better. Ithaca, obviously, because they got bounced in round one. I mean, you're going to have a couple of pissed off teams in week one, so get your popcorn for that one. Are you the blog master? No, that would be Chris Schultz. Oh, okay, I was just wondering because I know I'm, I'm looking at your site here, and you're doing the Monroe Trojans and doing a lot of, of uh, previews here. Yeah, we do have. Yeah, we have a few. Uh, we don't have all our previews up yet. They will be. I think the rest of them will be up next week. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm trying to go through to see what we have so far. Mm-hmm. Our, I know that I think uh, Summerfield was the first one posted. And I did that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that. And I saw your Ida Blue Streak. They went 8-3 and three last year. And made, let's tell you, they made the playoffs. Yeah. But Both they years under Jeff Potter. Yeah. But the but they only have one starter coming back yeah, on I saw offense. That. I saw that. So now who's keep going with the finish it out and who makes the playoffs out of the LCAA? I would say 
Blissfield and Columbia Central are your top two. Your locks to make it. Oh, lock of the week, like a Brinks truck, as David Harris says. Uh-huh. Though they're your locks to make the playoffs. The rat, the rat. I mean, Erie Mason. I could see finishing above five hundred and possibly sneaking it as a wild card, but I. I mean, I'm gonna have to see it first. Mm-hmm. I mean. Dundee, I know last year we were five and four. We missed out, out. But I know that we've been having some. We've had some kids get dinged up. Well, that's so, just football. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping we can and get one more win. We had a couple close losses last year. I mean, like I said, Onsted, I think they're going to be better. Hudson's looking to be better. Okay, so let's just do this over. So we got Blissfield. Brooklyn one and those two. Those are those are those are the only teams I'm comfortable saying they're a lock. The rest, the rest, I'm honestly, I honestly am not really sure if they can. I mean, they could, they could all make it, but yeah, let's 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 let's, let's, let's cut this cut and dry and let's stop the long windedness. We're gonna go through the top eight teams. So you got Blissfield, those, Brooklyn. Well, those are the only two that stop. I have. Just, a, just go, we're going one through eight. Well, Derek, I'm telling Brooklyn. you, those are the those are the <laughs> We're only. We're not talking two. about playoffs. Hold on, those are there's... the only two that I have a cl- I could clearly say are the top two. The rest of them, three on down, I'm really not sure where they could slot in. Well, we're just gonna go. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, just go right now. There's just too many questions. And 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 um, Brooklyn Columbia, your top two teams. Yes. Who's number three? It could be any one of the remaining three through eight. Just pick one. I really don't know who it's going to be. Just, just pick one, Frank. There's got to be. There's going to be. There's got to be. And in this league, if there's two top teams out of an eight-team league, there's going to be two bottom feeders. Well, there's going to be a team I, that's at the bottom. Because I could see any one of the remaining three through eight being being anywhere from three through eight. Well, okay. that's how. We got that's three how. Through eight, but go just ranking those teams. Just go through three through eight. Say this guy, this team. Could I'm be not three. ranking them three through eight. I just know who the top two teams are. Because that's clear. I'm not going with who's going to be three through eight because I honestly don't really have a clue. Because they could all, they could be anywhere from three through eight because they have a lot of question marks at this point. I mean, he's probably going to have to talk to me after non conference play. Yeah, but a, then yeah, that's a that's a better of a clearer view. This is just a preview. I mean, David yeah. Man God Harris gives you a, a straight. You know, this is what the division looks like. He might be uncertain about some teams, but when he does his Homework, he says. You know, this is a team that's going to have a little bit of edge. Everybody's going to have question marks. I mean, heck, even Blissfield might not be the number one team. They will be, but just a preview: Blissfield, Brooklyn, Columbian, and then just rank some more teams. We know they're all going to be scattered three through eight, but this team could be here. But if they have injuries, obviously they could slip. Just go through that. Well, I'll tell you right now, I have Dundee at six and three. Okay, so that makes the playoffs. Right? Yes. So then we got Dundee at three. Well, I have Hudson. I could see being six and three, five and four, maybe that's four, seven and now, two. It's I mean, I, let's say Dundee goes six and three, Hudson goes six and three. They're tied. Do they still make the playoffs? Yes, they do. Okay. Six wins, you're in. This is the last year that's going to happen. Right. Though. So we we clarify that last show. So if you get six wins, you're in, which I think is kind of silly because obviously you can just get some cupcakes on the schedule and rack your wins up. But they're going to computer points next year, which we do here in Ohio. 
Okay. Except it's not going to be just like you do in Ohio. Right, right, exactly. You guys will do a little bit of a difference there. But at least, you know, instead of just, you know, stacking, you know, cupcakes and sisters of the poor, as you like to call them, you know, you know there's at least a computer base here. You got Dundee, Huron, who's next? I said Hudson, not Hudson, Huron. Hudson, my bad. Who's next? I mean, Onstead, I could see he winning a at least a couple more games. Mm-hmm. I could see them kind of being around five and four. I mean, somebody's gonna have a losing season. Erie Mason is. I mean, there was last place last year. Erie Mason was last place last year. So if Erie Mason was last place last year and they were number eight, it's it's easy to say that Erie Mason will probably not be in the top three or the top five. I'm probably gonna guess that Erie Mason is gonna probably be between six and eight. But I also believe that they're going to be the most improved team in the conference. So they move up to eight. They're going to be above. They're going to be above eight. I think I. I mean, I. Unless they have a magical season, unless they have this magical turnaround, it's not not going. Let's not not going to be like that much of a turnaround. But I think they they can be he at four and five, five and four. I'd be it's. I think they have a they have a shot to be five and four, but it really it really depends on health and offensive line play. So you mean to tell me after let's say we got Blissfield, Brooklyn, Dundee, Hudson, and, and Hudson. Now you know these guys up here. The Erie one Ma- and two. Erie Mason Onstead could be five six. Maybe one of them sneaks to four. Well, my guess is this in this league. If these two teams here are six and three, how are the other teams at the bottom going to be getting six and five wins? Somebody's nobody's gonna, have to get gonna nobody's gonna be. I'm not. I didn't say that. I said that Erie Mason could be five and four. I mean, yeah, this is a tough. I mean, look, the LCAA is a tough league. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think that Erie Mason will probably. They might be eighth. They might get last next year, but or this I year. don't think so. But they might just move up two spots to six. If you, got, if you got, if you got, if you're saying you got the top heavy teams up here with Blissfield and um, Brooklyn Columbian, I mean that's why I said those two so, are the are locks to be one and two, and so then the rest league, of them. Usually in a league like this, if there's two locks at the top, there's going to be two locks at the bottom. And it really depends. And like I said, three through eight, it's anybody's guess. Well, actually, three through six, the seven and eight is going to have two locks. No, because three through eight, <laughs> it's anybody's guess as to who finishes where. Okay. So then you had Dundee, you had Hudson, and then you had your fifth team. Which I could see being either Onstead or Erie Mason flip a coin. Okay, so we'll go with Onstead. Erie Mason gets sixth. I mean, and Hill, Hillsdale, I think, think, has a big drop off. I mean, they they lose a ton. They lost a ton of seniors, mm-hmm. so and they're going to be young. Yeah, I mean, I know that. I mean, I saw their JV program team last year, and they were not very good. But you know, we'll see what happens. So they'll. So basically, right that there, Hillsdale will be the bottom two. That could be one that. I mean, they could. I wouldn't be shocked to see them in the top half at three at three or four. But who knows? Now, come on, Frank. That's not going to happen. On, uh, yeah, yes, it can. Because you've had you got all these other teams that you're well, like I said, and this three, team lost Derek, a lot. Disclaimer: three through eight, <laughs> I really have no holy clue on. I think you do have a holy. No, clue. No, I don't. I just don't think that you you, you want to be man enough and say this no. is what it's going to be. 
Because you can't sit there and say that, wow, this team lost a lot. They lost these seniors. They're going to have a really big drop off. The JV didn't look too good, but they could possibly get third place. But yet you're looking at Dundee. Uh, I mean, Dundee, I think. Onstead. Erie Mason's gotten better. There's just, there's just, Dundee's it doesn't. Ceiling, is, ceiling doesn't, is third place, but then again, there's all. I mean, if we keep having more injuries, things are going to drop off as well. But there's still a few more teams in front of basically Hillsdale. I, I just don't see that really predictably happening, that they get the third place and they've had a big drop-off and the JV's just not that good. No, nothing against the kids. It's just. That. I mean, I'm basically going off of what I know right now, and there and really isn't know. a lot there because I haven't. I've tried to look for information on Hillsdale. I've got nothing. Hillsdale Daily News hasn't published anything. So I mean, I'm basically going off of who I know is going to be back. And what you've seen, yeah, what I've seen, what so, I've seen in years past. So what you've seen. So in there's years really past. not, and there's really not much there for me to go off on. So here's the disclaimer: what Frank has seen and what he knows, Hillsdale is a bottom two team. That's just what it is. If they make a surprise, great, but let's be honest. She lost a lot. The JV wasn't all that good for, for guys to get the replacement. They're just they're going to be a seventh or eighth team, just like you got the two locks at the top and Hillsdale's at the bottom. Nothing against them. It's I mean, just that, are, that's what that's just by the information. But I don't that you're think Hillsdale's a lock to be at the bottom. I mean, like I said, the teams three through eight could be anywhere from third through eighth. Okay, that's why I've been saying who's that. eighth. People are going to kill me for this, but oh well, it's probably going. Honestly, I think could be Ida because they have. Like I said, they have the least amount of talent returning. Okay. Just by the information and you know and what you've seen. Just like with Hillsdale. Lost a lot. JV not that good. And I mean I, I mean Ida's J V last year I only saw I only saw them in one game and they were they were kind of they looked middle of they looked like about middle of the road. They mm-hmm. weren't had some good had some decent players. They're fairly young. Only one returning starter on offense. Ooh. Both lines are having to be completely rebuilt. And that's where you win the games is in the trenches. They don't get the headlines. The skilled players do, but if you don't have well, them, yeah. Yeah, there only, won't be no headlines for your skilled players if you ain't got the guys in the trenches. Yeah, they only have one. Yeah, and then four got four back on four players back on defense. Okay. So Ida looks like they they could be last. I mean, I've said I wouldn't be surprised if they would be. So going backwards, Maybe. Ida and Hillsdale. But I mean, the, but I mean, this year i I have Ida going five. I have Ida going five and four this year. Five and so everybody's gonna have a winning record in the league. No, it's. I've told you, I'm not really sure where things shake out from three through eight. <laughs> I understand that. What every team you said is like five and four, six and three, five and four. So it's like. Like Blissfield, they'll go uh, eight and one or nine and zero. Oh. Very well, could Brooklyn will go Brooklyn's what, seven probably and two. seven and two, and then after that you get a six and three, six I, and three, six and three. The rest of the five te- and four, the rest of them, I five and four. Derek, I've said it. The rest of the teams, I don't really know what they're gonna do. There are just way too many question marks, and I don't have a lot of information on them. We're just going by with the information that you have. I mean, yeah, but this is what we'll do. And like I said, we're not, we're not, no offense to teams if they listen to this SoundCloud podcast or iTunes. But the fact of the matter is, is this: Ida is eighth. They Hills very, Dale. they very well could be. 
Yeah, we've established that, Frank, that three through eight could be a toss-up or a lottery toss salad or whatever. But right now, on August 24th, from the information that you know, we're just doing a, a, a light, soft opening preview of these teams. Then we know that teams could, heck, Blissfield could get last. They could have a major injury or something happen, or they could have a flu virus in a game. Well, who knows? And they could get eight. But right now, from the information that you have and that you know and, and, and whatnot on this preview, remember, it's just a preview. This isn't like the Ten Commandments where it's set in stone. We got Ida in eighth. Hillsdale is seventh. Number six is what? Onstead? Yeah. Okay. We got Onstead as number six. Um, then after that, Erie Mason. Erie Mason is improved. So you got what them at fifth? Yeah. Okay. And then after that is uh, Huron. Hudson. Hudson, my bad. Hudson. Then Dundee. Yeah. Right. And then who's in between there? Brooklyn Columbia Brooklyn Central. Columbia two. Central and Blissfield. Yeah. Okay. Blissfield. Columbian Central. We got Dundee as number three. Now, fans, what we're saying is after the top two, three through eight, could be any particular order considering who steps up because it is it is high school football and a JV player could have gotten the weight room pumped up, went to a couple cams, worked on their skills, and they become a star. But until then, when we see it on the gridiron, this is just on paper. Remember, champions aren't crowned on paper. Exactly. But we got Dundee three, Hudson four, Onstead five, Erie Mason sixth, Hillsdale seventh, and Ida eighth. That sounds fair. Yeah. And people don't get mad and upset. You can change people's ideas. Just go out and play it on on the field. It's just it's well, a preseason preview. Well, here's there's well, some people that think that the Chicago Bears are going to win the NFC North. I don't think so. I, I, I think, no, neither do I. I think do all it depends if Mitchell Trubisky can not trying to go off subject. If he can play like he's supposed to be the franchise quarterback, I do think they can win. But if he's you know we got to run the ball and hopefully hope and pray he can complete passes. They ain't going to be no first week. Not to mention the schedule is a little bit ter- tougher to last year. Chicago had an easier schedule. But, like I said, this is just a preview. And that's what he has. Frank has his top eight with a disclaimer saying that three through eight could be a little bit of a change. But right now, Ida's just last. Yeah. Just going by what they'd have returning in the JV team and whatnot. Even though you said Erie Mason, what did you say? Erie Mason's JV team, you know, got, they Ma- got better. Erie Mason's not going to have a JV team this year. Oh, really? Just varsity? Yeah, varsity only. Ooh, I don't know how they compete. Yeah, but I mean, we actually, all three of us had lighting on five and four record wise. You guys are too nice. Guys, there was somebody who said four and five at best. But I mean, but no, but nobody's really complaining about our. Nobody really complained about our who we how we thought they went. Which I guess mostly everyone thinks is a fair assessment. I really don't understand why you guys uh, care about what people complain about. I mean, there's this thing about it. You know, you put it out there. Well, it's it when just, it's when they start getting personal. That's when it's a problem. Well, that, that's part of the game, Frank. 
Yeah, that just is. It's part of the game. I mean, you put out your preview. If they want to get personal, you shouldn't take it personal. That's how we'll put it like that. They No, it's not about taking it personal. It's making it personal. Well, you're making it personal because you're taking it. No, they make it personal. They make it with a personal attack, but you need to just shake it off. Like Mariah Carey said, to shake it off. Think that was it. Taylor Swift who said that. Yeah, and also Mariah Carey too, as well. She's got a she's got a song as well. Uh, I'm glad glad that you we know that you like to listen to Taylor Swift. Uh, no, actually, I don't. Oh, it was just I know that I know that I know that I know that there's a certain reporter in the city of Toledo who I will keep anonymous. No, George Strack. Yeah, it's all over. I said keep him anonymous. Jesus, I mean, come on. He's the only really guy that. Post a lot on Twitter and everyone. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's not the wrong like and, and then your boy Matt Campbell ends up roasting him. Well, hey, you know your boy Matt Campbell's a legend around here. <sighs> but the fact of the matter is, you, you can't you, you can't let that get to you, Frank. You go out there, you put out your predictions like a man. All right, that's that's what I think. This is the whole thing that I try to kind of prove on here with with you is that uh, this is kind of like. Um, Almost a, uh, a, uh, how do we say this? A life lesson here. This is what I want to do is with a life lesson. Because, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be, you know, strong with your predictions. Who cares what they think about your predictions? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, there are those who care way too much about what I say. Who cares? Just, just put it uh, out here, there. Here's what I. Well, so who cares if they get? Into well, actually, it? here's what I. Here's you what I. You were ta- getting rattled by what somebody on Twitter trying to be a somebody was trying to do. Who cares? Just go out there and say, you know what? This is the information that I got. I'm putting out a preview. Thanks for reading it. If you disagree, okay, I, I totally uh, understand that. And then you just keep it moving. If they make it personal, just scroll through. You know, you already know that Twitter's a cesspool of nobodies that trying to be famous. If they if if they think that, then why don't they go do their own preview? Think about it. You go out there, you get the information. Like I said, you're almost like the Adam Schefter of the LCAA. Let them go out there and prove it. I mean, cause that's just a fan, okay? How does it? I mean, think about it. You're playing in a league with seven other teams. If you just don't have the horses in the stable, you just don't have the horses. You're going to lose. It just it is what it is. So, like I so said, so basically, I you know. I actually remember something I posted on my Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Wise words of the famous country singer named Travis Tritt that if you got a problem with stuff I say, here's a quarter. Call someone who cares. Exactly. Keep it scrolling. I mean, yeah. if they want to get it personal, I, now it, it for you, you don't get it personal and start screaming on the mic or screaming on caps on on, on the on the computer. You know, just politely say, you know, look, I guess we agree to disagree, and then we keep it moving. It's the same thing here on, on our on our sports show. You know, we don't go get all personal because we don't agree about stuff with each other. That's why I just don't understand why some people get so flustered about what people say on Twitter and what they say on Instagram and and Facebook, the fake world of uh, of those social media. I mean, think about it. social media. You can be anything you want to be. But everyone still knows who you are. Exactly. I mean, it's just like it's the prime example of swag over substance. There's so many guys and so many girls who who are just fake 
have fake swag on social media because you can set it up to be that like that. And then you really know them in person. They have no substance to them at all. They just they just whack. So with all those guys hating on you about your previews, they go do a preview. And you already know that they're fanatics. Fan is short for fanatic. So they're looking at it through their glasses of, you know, this is my team. How can you disrespect my team? But at the end of the day, let's face it. Some of the teams that you're talking about are probably going to be in the bottom half of the LCAA, right? They're not going to be the top two teams. We know that, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't really worry about it. And like I said, you know what it is out there. Once you put your opinion out there on social media, there's going to be people that are going to hate on. There's just going to be people that are just going to always going to be miserable. So you need to just, you know, let it let your pair drop and put out that preview and let them know like this is the top these are the eight teams and this is where they're ranked boom drop the mic well, I'll have to I'm gonna have to go back and see what uh this uh, there's a guy I know uh oh the, he's the uh, Southeast Michigan High School sports update eight page mm-hmm. and uh and of course I know he posted all uh I mean, he posted all all his teams for all his previews, and I gotta I gotta actually go through. And let's face it, every year there's always, especially in high school. I don't know about college. Once in a while, pro, not really. Um, there's always one team that no one really has a lot of information on, and they might have a great sophomore class, and that class is really talented, and they adjust the varsity really well. And sometimes they might get in the top three of the league. That happens. We all know that. I mean, we've been watching high school football long enough to know that that happens. But the people just have to understand that these are just previews. These are just predictions. It's not set in stone. Really, to be honest with you, the people should get mad at the last day of football season when their team, that's what their actual record is. I mean, let's face it, that's the one that's set in stone is after your nine games are played and if you didn't make the playoffs and you're in last place. That's probably the the one time that fans really need to be bitching, but they don't. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's my opinion. Right. So here's what, I mean, here's what, this is what uh, Southeast Michigan High School sports updates run by Mr. Trevor Hawkins. He had to say about the Linway County Athletic Association, and this is kind of way different than mine. He actually goes with Mason as his champ. He thinks they – I mean, I can So now so we get upset and say he's an idiot because he I don't thinks think, Mason is the champ. I mean, I don't have an – I mean – Should we get on, get on a burner account and, oh, and no, basically throw you know, slurs at him because he doesn't agree with what we agree with? I mean, I actually, I mean, my response, my response to him was uh, what? What was it, Frank? If I can, I'm looking, to, I'm trying to dig it up on here. It was, yeah, crap, I can't find it. But he thinks that they, that this is the year they finally take the step forward. He has Hudson at number two, Columbia at three. He has Ida fourth, okay, Dundee five, Blissfield at six, which you have as number one. Yeah, so you know what? You should get on there and you should give him a stern message because you have Blissful at number one, and how dare he have Blissful at number six? Very stern, you know. When you're typing it, make sure you point your finger at the computer. No, not doing that. I know, but that's what a lot of people. He has Onstead seven and Hillsdale in last. Well, at least you guys agree on that. That Hillsdale will probably be the bottom two. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are other people trying to tell me that Hills that Blissfield wasn't he. 
was going to go back to running the wing T offense, which I quickly debunked. Oh, you debunked that? See? Yes, because I actually because I actually talked to uh, Blissfield's assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. As one I spoke with last night at okay. dinner. See? Adam Schefter of the LCAA. Let's not go that far. Okay. What about the Bomani Jones? Uh, no, it's... What about the Greg Mortensen? The Ed Warder. You mean Chris Chris Mort- Mortensen. What about Ed Warder? You're the Ed Warder of the LCAA. <laughs> I, I'm not putting myself in the same table as those guys. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. You have some confidence in yourself. Go at the table and be like, you know what? I am the Ed Warder of the LCAA. What? Eh, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I mean, hey. You get the information, right? You talk to a coach and you debunk the theory that Blissfield was playing the wing T. Yeah, because I suppose. Yeah, because I've got too much. Who, they got who too actually, much skill to uh, be running that type of offense. Well, who said that they were running the wing T? Was that just somebody just made, pulled it out there behind? I'm going to keep this person anonymous just for the sake of of not throwing them under the bus. But they, but I guess that's because they. that's kind of what Estes ran when he was the coach there back in the day. Mm-hmm. But kudos to him for being willing to at least adapt to the talent he has and say you know that's we, good coaching yeah it is that's well done, well done to him I, I ne- I've never met I've never met Ron Estes before but I'm sure I'll I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll at least get to meet him this season he right. seemed okay. yeah because I mean it's a lot of Blissfield's assistant coaches that I know right the triple B uh, I mean like because uh, I I mean because some of them deal with baseball as well exactly so we'll we'll wrap this up. Uh, good a good conversation of uh, basically life lessons, and you both agree that Hillsdale will be at the bottom of the pack. And heck, you know what? You guys are you guys are motivators. You know what I'm saying? Basically, um, uh, you guys can put the bullets board material. Maybe Hillsdale hears this podcast and says, you know what? That Frank Bashner and that other guy thinks we're going to be the bottom two. You know what? Let's go out, boys, and win one for the Gipper. Now, the possibilities that probably happening are, are probably slim, but the fact of the matter is, is that you guys uh, are, are, are motivating them. And Ida, you'll motivate Ida. I bet you if Ida does very well, they'll give you credit for it. I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah, they will. They will be giving you credit by saying, see, Frank, we proved you wrong. We got to third place. I don't know if they'll be, I don't know if they'll be that nice because there are people there who don't like me. Good. Your haters are probably usually your uh, your, your 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 best well wishers. They want to be like you. Did you never heard that before? Uh, no. <laughs> it's usually think about it. Why should someone always have so much hate against somebody? Think about it. Your haters want to be like you. Uh no, I don't think they do. Why not? They would probably rather I just got out of town and then left. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Usually, that's what I think about it. Is usually if you're hating someone that much and you and it consumes you, there's something that about that person that you want to be like, and you're just mad because they're doing their thing, pretty much. Yeah. Last thoughts on the LCAA. It's gonna, gonna be, be interesting. It's gonna be Next a- week starts football. Yep, and I'll have my. Uh, Week one uh, recap and hoping to get uh, Gary Hoff of Friday Night Victors to actually join the show. Okay, now Gary Hoff works where? He is part of our Friday Night Victors crew, and mm-hmm. he's also the color analyst for the Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central Falcon football radio broadcast. 
Where? What league are they in? They're in the Huron League, and they are, and they are my pick to win the Huron League. Oh, okay, okay. all right, good. So yes, least- I, I have. I mean, because they have, they are very senior. They are very senior laden this year. I mean, I, we get. I guess we may have to here, but you know what? How about we uh, take a short break and we'll talk a little bit about this Huron League. The Huron League. Yes. Oh, let's see here. Actually, what we'll do is. We'll talk about it right now. This is gonna okay, be, this you want to keep high, going? This is the high school. We got to just, just keep the podcast together. So just real quick on the Huron League. Well, how many teams are in this Huron League? There are eight teams. Oh, so it's eight everywhere except one league will have probably seven. Well, it, it, in some of these leagues it varies by size. Right. Okay. So let's l- listen to the Huron League. Well, the Huron League I have Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central winning it. Now, are you saying that because you're good boys with Gary? No, I mean, look, there are some, there are a few players on the on the team who I know pretty well, and I think very, I think very highly of. Most no, most no, most notably, one uh, Sam Cousineau, who's okay. a linebacker and uh, running back, very was very very talented. Sam, and I think I, I mean, I I actually talked to Gary about this. I thought that he could possibly make the All Huron League team. Unanimous on offense and defense, and he told me uh, that won't happen because the Huron League does not do things that way. We mean they don't do things that way. They don't. They. I mean, you cannot. You cannot be all league on both sides of the ball. Why? That's how they just do stuff. I guess. Uh, I mean, do I, I'm not a. Fa- I'm not a fan of it, but you know, I mean, I think if you're Sam, dominating. You're dominating. I think, Sam, I think Sam Cujo is the. He is the unicorn. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, I just think he's that talented. That's another thing I don't like about high school sports. Sometimes I think they just try to do things either to be too fair or there's too many politics and especially high school sports. I mean, it's just kids trying to teach them how to play the sports and play, but. If a kid's dominating, if he's dominating both sides of the ball, you get to give him the all league. I mean, that's just the reality of it. But like I said, high school sports is sometimes very interesting. Keep going. Yeah, but I mean, they return. This is a team that has twenty seniors, and a lot of these guys were part have been a part of the team that's made it to the regional round in consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Years, but in both years they've ended up losing heartbreakers. There's like, because I think it was 2017, and they lost to Madison Heights Madison when, uh, and their punter had when uh, the punter had trouble with the snap and it went out the back of the end zone for a safety with ten seconds left, and mm-hmm. that ended up being the difference of the game. Mm-hmm. And then last year they lost a goal line stand at Cassopolis. so this is a motivated bunch. I mean, it really depends what division they're in. If if they're in D seven or if they get bumped up to D six, if if they end up in the division that Jackson Lumen Christie is not in, this could this is a team that very well could go on a deep run. Mm, next, and so and they've got a lot. I mean, I think that I have them going eight and one because I think they will. I honestly think they possibly lose their first game to Madison Heights. Madison, mm-hmm. I know that they. I know that. Madison lost their quarterback Austin Brown. He is now at Marshall to play baseball. Okay. But I think they've got way too much talent. They've got a lot of talent back. I think that's going to be a game they they drop, but I think they can win the rest of their games. Here, but the rest of the conference is a meat grinder too cuz they got cuz they'll have to play Riverview who I think is going to be the second best team in the conference that one of their best players, Tommy Gardner, 
he's back after he missed all last year with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a team. I mean, SFCC and Ruby are two teams that run the full house T. And I mean, when the, when they play each other, that's going to be war. Mm, really, war. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, it's who's who's going to block better? Mm-hmm. Her. It's going to be machine guns and stuff. I like. That, <laughs> no, so. let's not go that far. It's who's going to who's going to survive in the fight? It's going to be tr- it's going to be trench warfare. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and who's going to have the bigger tank? <laughs> well, there will there will there will be some there will be a lot of it. So it won't be no air raids or nothing like that. Yeah, um, it's going to be a it's going to be a lot of ground and pound. I mean, it's. I think it's it's SMCC and Riverview who I would say are the top two mm-hmm. who win the Huron League. Why is it called the Huron League? Uh, because maybe some of the teams are close to the Huron River. Okay, I, I don't know. That's all y'all up there in the mid. I don't. I mean, look, I don't. I don't know why it's called this either, or it's in the Huron Valley, or what. I. I haven't really a holy clue as to why they call it that. A holy clue. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. The re- I mean the rest of from I mean again just like the LCAA from third probably third four f- three four five six it's kind of a I mean there's kind of it's a little bit murky I think that what what, what through what third through sixth is kind of murky as mm-hmm. who's like three not like as to anybody three for the six could be there but third fourth fifth and sixth would be it's it's kind of it's pretty tight. I would say Grossiel, the defending ch- Grossiel or Milan. Grossiel won the conference last year. Mm-hmm. Year up, oh, <laughs> oh Greg Saylor, one of the coaches for Blissfield, just uh, commented. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, my thoughts were Blissfield. Greg, I uh, you kind of missed it. I said that Blissfield was the top team of the LCAA. No, look at that. I tuned in too late. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Well, Greg, I appreciate you tuning in. Right, Greg. But continuing with our Huron League discussion, I mean, because, uh, I mean, Milan, well, Grossiel won the league last year. I mean, they've got two very outstanding linebackers coming back. Johnny Blanzy, mm-hmm. one of them, tackling machine. They do have to replace uh, their starting running back, Zach, uh, yeah, excuse me, Luke Harwood, mm-hmm. and their quarterback, Zach Thompson, I believe, is gone. So, they've so got- how'd you find out all that information? I found this out from a post that I believe it was either Chris or Gary did. Okay, okay. Because they're a little bit more in tune with the Huron League than they're I out am. Because they're out there, basically. Yeah. You know, that's their territory. So, I mean, Gro- Grosseal, I could see it third or fourth. It's kind I mean, Milan, I could see third or fourth as well. They do have to. Oh, Milan's in the Huron League. Yes. Which they're out in the middle of Milan the ha- Milan has a division. Milan actually has a Division One athlete on their team, Tristan Hines. Okay. He is uh, committed to play at Eastern Michigan for oh, football. Okay. Oh, he's. I mean, uh, he'll probably he can play, he can play qu- wildcat quarterback. He can play running back. He can play wide receiver. He's a defensive back. So I mean, he's basically he's a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. I I mean, this for who else on Milan's offense steps up? I know Evan Fertney is a returning mm-hmm. receiver. I mean, they have. I mean, they do they do have a couple of other guys back at defense as well. Jesse Hoskins also mm-hmm. very good coach as well. I've I've talked with him before. Or I could see Milan being at four. There were, I mean. Fifth place, uh, this is what, fifth and sixth, I could see either her, her uh, Flat Rock 
or New Boston Huron being again mm-hmm. coin flip. I mean, a coin flip. Come on, just, just Huron. Huron, I say. Well, Flat Rock was was four and five last year, but a lot of people said that they were the best four and five team in the state. How are you the best four and five team when you call it five losses? Well, I'll I'll tell you why Flat Rock was the best four and five team. I know they lost five games, but there were if I look at this, there were high school excuses. One, they had they had they had like two of their. Two of those losses were by a combined six points. But at the end of the day, they lost. I, I mean, know. <laughs> but at I mean, the end they, of the day, they lost. I know, but I mean, they. I mean, there was games that they probably could have. There was like three games that. Well, actually, three games they lost by a combined four, nine, ten points. So I mean, they were really like. I mean, if uh, one play goes differently in their favor, who knows? But again, I know four and five is four and five at the end of the day, but. This is a team that's very motivated. Ravion Davis, their quarterback, he is going to be returning dual threat. He could, I mean, he's really good pass the ball, good running the ball. Karan Clayton, very explosive wide receiver. Her, mm-hmm. I mean, Flatrick, I could see being better. New Boston Huron, they were pretty young last year, but this is actually the first time that they're actually a coach is sticking around. Chad Smith is back for his second year. He's sticking around. Well, they have a problem with coaches sticking well, around. Well, here's the thing, because uh, I think it was uh, Dan Kalbfleisch was their coach a few years ago. He bolted to take the athletic director gig at Gibraltar Carlson. Okay. So his father, Jim, coached for a year. Don't Gibraltar up there in Michigan have a good flea market? Not anymore. That's gone the way of the Buffalo. Oh, okay. The way of the Buffalo. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so it was, cause it was 2016 when... Um, I think they had the uh, change, the uh, change, and after Dan Kalbfleisch left and his dad Jim took over, 2017 was when uh, noted uh, former Genoa coach Tim Spees was there for a year, mm-hmm. and then he left. So then Chad Smith takes over, and they kind of really took their own lumps. They only won; they went two and seven, only won one game in the Huron League. Hey, but they're pretty young. I mean, they they put they only lost to. They Saint- probably one of the best two and seven teams, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know about that, but I mean, it's not, <laughs> I just never understood that team has a losing record. Man, that team was one of the best. But, I mean, one they had some teams, man. That was one they of the had best. some. I mean, they had. They were pretty young, so a lot of their players are back. I think this is a team that possibly takes a step forward. Heard they could. I could, they could finish as hot. They could. I think the ceiling for them is fourth. I kind of see them fifth or sixth. Next, really depends how well, how much they improve, how much everyone's willing to come to the table. And of course, I mean, airport. I know I've. I know a lot of former airport players. I mean, this is a team I thought could go six and three last year because I know they lost some close games. Well, ha ha ha! Joke was on me. They ended up going four and five for the second year in a row. Mm. Row. I mean, they did get better. They improved a lot, a lot defensively. Mm. Play, but again, they've they lose they lost they lose a ton on offense. They have a new starting quarterback. They've got new running backs in. Mm. I mean, they've got a lot of key. Justin Chambliss is their their uh, leading tackler. I know he's back for them. Mm-hmm. But again, I think this is a team that's got a. 
the proof that, hey, we got you got to take the next step forward. They haven't made the playoffs since 2012. Mm. Well, and I'm I'm really hoping that they can they're able to turn it around. I mean, they opened the season against Ida, which you're saying that's a win for them, right? That's a game where if there if there was a Vegas line on that one, I would not touch that one with a 10-foot Oh, and Gary Hoff is joining it. I'll get he Gary. Was the I'll best, get, he was the best 0 19. Jefferson. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. So, what the Vegas line would say, what? I don't know. It'll, if there was one, let's just say that would be one that I would not touch with a 10 foot pole. Yeah, it's not like to me, Frank. You just need to come out and say it. I no, really. You got to take your pampers off. That, uh, you got the pampers on. No, take Der- the Der- pampers off. Derek, Iden Airport is a game where right now I have. No holy clue who could win it. I could see either team winning it, but again, a lot of question marks for both teams on both sides of the ball. I mean, probably. I mean, if I had to, with a gun to your head, I'd like probably say, take Ida because they would be the home team in that game. Okay, good, Frank. Now you're finally being manning up and picking, making predictions. We yeah, gotta, we got to take the Pampers him. off. Christ, <laughs> that. Well, that drop is going to be in the system forever now. Yeah, you got to take your pampers off. You got to make a decision, Frank. So, well, Gary says the airport looks solid in their scrimmage against Monroe and Carlson. Right. Gary, I guess you uh, you saying is you might try to get Gary to call in next week after the first week of Yeah, just to like, uh, give some thoughts on week one. And then hopefully, it sounds like to me, Gary doesn't wear pampers. So he goes in there and he puts his predictions out there and he makes his picks. I mean, this is a... But again, a lot of these, I, I think I gotta do. I gotta look more into because I know my week one picks will be submitted next week. Okay, good. So I mean, I'm trying. I'm also trying my best not to spoil them as well. Right, There's nothing about spoiling them, but it just seems like you, you you got your top two teams, and then after that, well, three through eight is it's anybody's game, and it's just like you know what you know. Sometimes Frank, you just, just take the pampers off and make some solid decisions. Whatever, because <laughs> it, it can't always be. It seems like every league we get into, well, these are the top two teams, and then the rest, you know, it could just be anybody's ball game. We ever, we all know that there's one of those two teams out there just just straight ass bucket. It's just just garbage or swass, as you like to say. Well, there's some teams uh, out there that are swass. Well, here was a team that has been swass the last two years, unfortunately. I and I don't and I hate I do hate to say that they were Jefferson High School. Has not won a game since 2017. Ah, uh, nope. <laughs> Try 2016. They have not won a game since 2016. I'm gonna pull it up. Their last win was October 21st, 2016. Wow. They have lost 19 consecutive games. Include that includes one playoff game that they lost to. Are they in the Huron League? Yes. So they, I'm sure that they could be a top three team. You know, it's really I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. Top three, I don't know, but I think I can say without a shadow of a doubt that they will not go winless this year. Why? Oh, uh oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we saying that you're going to come out with something here and shock everybody? Because well, this is something that I am very comfortable saying. What's that? Cuz cuz I know all the other times you haven't been really comfortable at all at saying anything. Well, the, well this uh, this is well, that's why this I said is you've di- been putting you've been putting the pampers on, but This this is different. Here is a Bashner bomb like whoa. What do you got here? 
Who they, you said they're going to win a game? What makes you Jefferson think that? Jefferson will win two games, two at least, double. Because they're not because their non-conference schedule is swass. Okay. They play Dearborn Heights in Annapolis, who is woefully bad. Woefully bad. Okay. So I think they can win that one. And then they also play Detroit Voyager, who may have been worse than Jefferson last year. Jefferson. Detroit Voyager? Are you sure it's not Star Trek Voyager? What are the name of these teams? Where do they come from? Look, I don't know who the hell comes up with these names. Oh wow, Detroit but Voyager! Vo- mm. Detroit Voyager has been was pretty tepid last year. Tepid. Hmm. They went back to school special here with the word tepid. Okay. They only beat uh, beat a Wobegon Detroit University prep twelve uh, nothing, and then they only, in fact. All season, they scored a grand total of 40 points. That's it. That's not too In bad. eight games. Oh, that's like five points a game almost. Yes, and that's because they had an open date. They were a member of the Michigan Metro Blue Conference. Well, now they're an independent. Yeah, well. Let's see. Teams they lost to, they got rickrolled by Harper Woods. They also got rickrolled by River Rouge. And Rick rolled by Mount Clemens Clintondale. They lost to Pontiac by 20 points. And mm. they Hamtramck, they somewhat competitive with. And they got blanked by Detroit Community and lost 21-16. Detroit Park Community and Trust? Sound like a bank. No, no, no. It's, it's just Detroit Community High School. Mm, yeah, okay. Well, so they, uh, a lot of no names there that we've been just referring to and giving yeah, a little bit so too I much time Jefferson, to. Jefferson will be. I have. I can. I would say they can for sure beat Heat Voyager and Gary even agrees with me that they will beat Dearborn Heights Annapolis. Okay. And he also says that Ida Airport is a toss up. He says yeah, Airport's a favorite, but he says that Ida has also won games that looks like they should lose on paper as well. Well, like I said, you just got to pick a team sometimes. Sometimes you just got to take your pampers off and just let it fly. Just let it flow. Can't be scared. Yeah, Christ on the cracker or whatever you want to call it. But thanks for guys tuning in. Tune in a little bit late. We'll have the podcast up on SoundCloud and on iTunes if they want to listen to it. And you make sure you get it out to your haters and say, you know, this is what, what I said about Ida or this is the predictions I made. Or Jefferson will win two games. Haven't won a game since 2016, but Frank is saying two games after they will end their losing skid. Okay. uh, And also, want to give a quick shout out to my good friend Garrison Deal. Who's that? Garrison Deal. That name sounds familiar. He was doing radio for Western Michigan's women's basketball team. He was a few years ago. He got married yesterday. No, congratulations to so him. So congrats to Garrison and his new wife, Amy. Okay. Is I he d- still doing Western Michigan? Uh, no, he's actually back in this area now. He, I think he was trying to get it. He was auditioning for a, a PA and host gig at, here at UT. So. Yes, they, they have a second PA hosting gig that has opened up uh, Yeah, so on field stuff. Yeah, so I think Garrison would be a great. That's just my opinion. That I, I would love to see Garrison get that. Yeah, that would be really cool to get that. But... We'll take a so congrats break. to him. Congrats to him as well. Thank you, Gary Hoff. 
for uh, Andy Greg Sailor for Greg, Sa- Greg Sailor. Yeah, assistant coach at Blissfield. Oh, okay. So he wanted you to see. He wanted to get the know that you said that Blissfield's number one, huh? Yes, I. I have no. That's the team I have no doubts is going to be number one mm-hmm. in the conference because I know. Cause and we no doubt that talent. Hillsdale and Idaho will be at the bottom of the pack. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like I said, this is so. The, the it's just not it's just really not as clear cut as some others. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Okay, I feel you. Just take yeah. the pampers off. Take the pampers off. <laughs> we'll take a quick commercial break. When we return, we really take the pampers off. You Team USA losing. Are you surprised, Frank? Let me show you my shocked face. Well. <laughs> I don't think they can really see it, but you can probably see it on the live right now. But the people listening over the air, his shocked face is—he's not really shocked. So, a quick commercial break and return. We'll talk a little bit about Team USA and them taking an L, only in exhibition play, though.